0: Hi, this is Amanda,
1: and this is Jen,
0: and you're listening to Just This, a podcast that explores everything around being and becoming a mother or parent.
1: We're excited to have you join us as we dive into the practical details, as well as the unseen energetics on topics that span from preconception to years after birth.
0: Okay, so let's talk about names. names it's the name game today (laughs) I had this topic come to mind I can't I like something hit me when when I was driving listening to some podcast the other day about naming your kids I don't and just there's multiple things I want to cover in this because it can feel like such a big deal Mm -hmm. Um, the other thing I wanted to cover is the last name if your last name there's a lot of couples myself included, maybe yourself, you know, where you potentially don't have the same last name as your child, because maybe you and your partner have different last names. The other thing I wanted to talk about is you don't have to name your kid right after they're born. And I think Mm -hmm. this is a secret that many people don't know about if you don't do the home birth way. So so many things in a name and naming your child. I will say though,
1: Okay. I was going to say hospitals, they will not usually release you until you have a name though for your kid. You can get out, but it's harder. Home births, they're way more
0: laid back about it. Interesting. Well, should we start with that? Just, I didn't even realize that you literally can take as long as you want to submit your name for your child. Before I learned about home births and even birth centers, because that's how it works there. I thought you had to have your name for your child kind of chosen before. And because I think that is the system the hospitals mostly have still even in place today. And I learned they were like, yeah, you go home. And then, then a month or so, you'll probably want to go down to the social security office and submit your birth certificate or your name or whatever it is. And I was like, wait, you don't have to have a name chosen for your child. And then I learned more and more stories of people who sometimes weren't a hundred percent sure. So they would try names on their kids. They'd have some in their mind, but then they would wait and to see the baby or feel the baby's energy and, and then try sometimes even try calling the baby different names. And you can do this in utero too. I know a lot of people who do this in utero just to see what feels right. But yeah, technically you don't have to name your child for as long as you want, eventually you do need to get documents for legalities. And obviously, you know, you'll want to do that within the first couple months, probably.
1: Yeah. For insurance purposes, they usually want a name. Birth certificates, you have to have a name, but all that stuff can get changed. At least when babies are born, sometimes if the name's not chosen, like when we send out cord blood or whatever, we'll put baby and then the person's last name. And that's what's what that's her name, baby. But to get the birth certificate, you do need some form of name, whether it is baby or a made up name period. And I do know there's also some cultures where they actually don't name the baby. I think they do kind of some form of ceremony, not like super in depth. They announce the baby's name or they kind of get a feel for it. I actually always personally love that idea, waiting until the baby's born. So you kind of get a feel like an energy and... A look for them. But I also feel that you can also sense that in utero too, because I, with my son, we agreed to the name Eli. And then my ex was like, well, I want him to have kind of a more formal name. If he became a professor, or a lawyer or something, he could have a more name. So anyways, we talked about Elijah and Elliot. And when he said Elijah, that name just totally I was like, no, the, the feeling in my body was an awful name. And this is not like, not good. And then, after he was born, talking about now, I think that the name's actually really beautiful pregnancy wise. Absolutely not, not Elijah. So, we ended up on Elliot there. So, I think you can get a fill for baby too in in utero as well. But I think it's really sweet in there. Done after.
0: I'm curious. So, going back to the birth certificate part, as a midwife and home birth, you don't give the birth certificate to the parents. No, they have to go down to vital statistics. Okay. So it's like, I knew it was an office. It's not social security, but it's some other.
1: Yeah. Vital statistics. So what we do like on our end is we put in all the information. They ask about like demographics, ethnicity, you know, they'll even ask like random stuff. Did mom drink during labor? Did mom smoke during labor? Are the parents married? Kind of stuff that we fill in for the birth certificate. And then that gets, usually that's like a four to six week process for that to get confirmed and Each county is different to determine how you go about to get the birth certificate. But basically you have to have proof of baby. (laughs) And usually that means like bringing your baby down to the office.
0: Yeah, because we actually, since we ended up in the hospital, didn't have to do it. But I do know people, you have the home birth, you have to go into the office. And then basically you say you have your baby and then you say, this was the date and time they were born so they can look it up. And then they they say, this is the name I want to give them.
1: Usually the name of the baby is going to be on the birth certificate. So by the time you go down there, the birth certificate is filed in the application. So they're going to already have the name on there. But what if
0: you choose not to name it, right? Because at at home birth, you don't submit the name.
1: By the time we submit the birth certificate, we usually have a name for baby. So So it's just a matter of
0: they have to go down and pick it up.
1: Yeah, essentially. Interesting,
0: I swore the birth center had said you go down and you submit the name at the office when you pick up the birth certificate
1: it could be that way too like I said all counties are like slightly different on how they do the birth certificate so that could be it too I know sometimes at least in the county here you have to submit a name change on the birth certificate if that's what you want it's a whole other application but even if there's an error say I put in someone's name wrong or spelled it wrong they would have to probably go in and file a name change Because otherwise you're having a birth certificate with two different names, which could mean that that person is now you're getting two different birth certificates. Right. So technically that could be two different people. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I think that the biggest takeaway here is there is a lot of flexibility with when you have to submit the name. So just to give the example, when Ben found this out and he realized whoever in the hospital, they have the person come around to you and they're like, what's your baby's name? And we knew we didn't have to have that right away. And I don't think people know that. They they think, oh, like when they, that person comes around, you have to have that name ready. And we knew that wasn't the case. And we knew we were going to be in the hospital for a little bit of time because we were in the NICU for a few extra days. So every time they came around with what's what's the baby's name, even though we kind of knew, we were like, we don't have the name yet. At first, we were doing the try on, the making sure that we were really felt like it felt right. And there was this element, at least from my partner, of just kind of, I think, having the, like, no, I can hold this power over yeah. you. And I, I <laughs> yeah. kind of like want to resist the system a little bit. Yeah, and totally. The lady was so annoying. And she would come back every day. And every time, we don't know yet, she would try to pressure. And it was very Funny and comical, honestly, like that point in my stages of everything. Yeah, I think it was nice to know, kind of just like a lot of things in birth where we think it's just, oh, it has to be this way. And and a name is something you don't even, it's not like a medical sovereignty thing. It is literally our systems and our laws, and we think, oh, we have to have these things. So it is nice to know you have a little bit of flexibility even in the hospital. Like if you want to take a couple days and you're going to wait till you get discharged and then tell them right before you get discharged, totally works. If you do the home birth, you still, you could probably take like a week or so, right?
1: I mean, technically the states usually want the birth certificate filed within a certain period of time after the birth. Mm -hmm. But there's no one there that's going to force you to unless you're in a hospital. Like we were talking about before, you they do want the name because they can't file the birth certificate until they have the name of the baby. Mm-hmm. But it's so much easier in home birth because you don't have a hospital person coming in and your midwife could technically file it whenever
0: later yeah. on yeah. yeah I'm sure that's not the first thing as a midwife you're doing after a baby comes out is give me the name no,
1: we ask but it's not like we're calling every day or pressuring because we want to put it into our file for medical records and then also eventually process the, the birth certificate too
0: and the next thing I was gonna say is choosing a name how do yeah. you go about choosing a name for your child
1: well, being Jennifer in the eighties, <laughs> it's like one of the most popular names. So I wanted a name that was not popular, did not do a great job at that, by the way, but that's okay. I think it all works out. I think ultimately, and this is very, as you'd call it, woo-woo or spiritual, but I think ultimately your kid picks the name. It's kind of downloaded into you. Talk about that a little bit differently now <laughs> from my perspective, but we had a hard time. We didn't know if we were going to have a girl or boy. So we had to pick a pick a girl and boy name. We were both agreed upon a girl name, but the boy was much harder. And I wanted something a little bit more out there, less popular, mystical names, like mythical names and stuff like that. My ex wasn't really into that. <laughs> and I know people that have like veto powers, like they can only veto a certain amount of of names or something like that. I don't know have you heard that with couples?
0: No, but I know there's a million and two ways people do it. And I like though your whole I I really like that philosophy of the child chooses a name or there is some kind of download. In some senses, I think that's really nice because it takes the pressure off a little bit. I just had this sense of what if I choose the wrong name? Like this is such a big decision. This person's going to have this name for the rest of their life. And that seems like a lot of weight on my shoulders. So to have that idea or thought or even belief that there is a sense of the energy of the child is really bringing that into your brain that you're gonna be intuitively have the idea or even the thought of a name or you liking or being drawn toward a name or not drawn toward a name is from the energy of the child I really like that a lot
1: I we had we had it took a while for us to find a boy name but eventually I ended up watching the movie the book of Eli (laughs) that's where I got his name from I was like, "Hey, what about Eli?" <laughs> and that's where yeah. that's where he got his you name. Watch
0: that! I'll have to add it to my movie list. Oh, it
1: is so good. One of my favorites. One of my favorites for sure. Eventually, I'll let him watch it. It's a little bit more of an adult movie, but yeah, that's where I got it from. And I'm not, I'm not, when I wouldn't consider myself religious per se, but more spiritual, whatever that means. Yeah. But that movie is a little bit more based on religion because his name is more of a religious book name, a biblical name, I guess.
0: So interesting.
1: And ultimately, I guess for us, like, or for me, I wanted a name that we both agreed upon. So Mm -hmm. that was also important. Is that how it was for you too?
0: Yeah. So the way we did it is we just kind of each started making our own lists, probably of things that intuitively came to us, names we just generally liked. I mm-hmm. definitely went down the woo-woo rabbit hole and <laughs> looked up good names for the date or the the sign, the astrological sign my baby was going to be mm-hmm. born in. And actually, I, I went down the Chinese astrology. A lot of Chinese astrology will give names based on the time of year your baby is born in and the year it is and the elements. So I went down that. I mean, I did all kinds of woo-woo diving. Mm-hmm. Maybe I was intuitively guided to do it. Yeah, we each had our own lists. And then one day we revealed our list to each other and we had two names on both of our lists that were the same. Oh. And so, okay, this is probably, we're going to go with one of these two names. I did really like a certain name and it just, it wasn't meant to be the the first name, but we both really liked another name. It wasn't on our list, but it was one that I mentioned, tu- Tuva, Tuva, uh-huh. so nice. the Tove as a lot of people say it. So we chose that as the middle Yeah. Another big thing for us that I think choosing the name was big and important. And yeah, we had to agree on it. But for what was I think for me, the bigger struggle, because once we intuitively had that hit, we we had the agreement, we had both the names and it felt right. For me, what was more of a struggle is the the last name decision, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. we aren't married legally, we don't Mm -hmm. have the same last name. And there was a real ownership. There was this, re- it was a very interesting psychological thing I had to go through process of really looking at what's in a name, what's, because there was a sense of, I grew up mostly with my mom and my sister, and we all have the same last name. And so we would consider ourselves the Sharp Girls. And so we knew we were having a girl. And knowing that mm. I was, I want my baby to be one of the Sharp Girls. Yeah, there w- that was the bigger conflict was the last name. We also didn't want to hyphenate. We didn't want to complicate it cuz I just don't it just starts to get messy then. But there was a sense of having to really realize that ultimately, I think that was my thing of like this this person is this person mm-hmm. and the name doesn't matter. This being this little human will be my daughter, you mm-hmm. know, no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. We did choose to not go with my last name, but there was a there was a little bit of a sense of Having to let that go and mm-hmm. just realize that the reasons I was holding on to that were more egoical reasons, mm-hmm. not intuitively, hey, I feel like this is what's actually the child is wanting or what's best or any of that. So, yeah. yeah.
1: Just touching back, I'll, I'll touch back to the last name aspect because I have some stuff to talk about there too that came up with with my ex and I. To touch back on the the first name, I think also what was important to my ex was that his family, because he's Chinese and they speak Cantonese, was that they would be able to pronounce it. So the Mm -hmm. fact that Eli was something he felt that they could pronounce was also really important to him. And then the other thing that I found when thinking about a name is that they asked you to think about what their name would be shortened to. For instance, I really like the name Michael. I think it's a really beautiful name. But I know so many Michaels get shortened to Mike. And I don't have anything wrong with Mike, but it, I knew if I named my son Michael, it would probably eventually get shortened to Mike. And I just not that's not the name I wanted him to have. So I also thought about that when I was picking out names too, was like what they'd be shortened to, and then also how it would flow with the last name and the middle name. So yeah, I thought that was also a very interesting aspect. I never thought of about the pronunciation. And then as far as the last name goes, it's interesting because originally my ex actually wanted my son to take my last name and because he felt that because of the racial aspect of it, that people would be racist because he has a Asian last name. And also my, my last name, there's a ton of boys. Our last name is going to be living on for a while. It's not a problem, but he would have been my ex would have been the last of his last name. So my son now actually carries on his last name where it would have ended with him. And I do know too, like it's interesting in your case because I know some people that actually use say your last name as the kid's middle name. So that mm. they're that way they're still actually carrying it on and they're not doing the hyphenation because I know that's like whole thing too. Especially here in the States where we don't hyphenate. Did you ever think about doing a middle name?
0: My partner was very set you felt very passionately about his last name being our child's last name that would have been my last name would have been the middle name and I don't know if you know my last name but it does not it does not really fit good as any name anywhere in your name especially a middle name okay that would have been yeah it I, I wouldn't have done that to her but interestingly enough the the whole pronunciation thing that was definitely something that came up too cuz mm-hmm. my partner's family lineage is mostly spanish like from spain so being able to pronounce the name that was why Tuva Tove didn't end up wasn't even like an option because that would be really confusing for a spanish person like how do you pronounce this so we did choose actually a name that is that definitely has Spanish reads. It actually ended up being on both of our lists. And so it felt, it just felt right. I mean, the name definitely chose us. Mm -hmm. I feel like we didn't choose the name. It came to us and then so many alignments and I still feel it was like a perfect name, but yeah, it had to be pronounced easily in Spanish. One other area I was thinking we could like touch into would be as kids get older, the names and changing of names because we're both at this stage where our children are deciding they want different names or yes. <laughs> trying on different names and it's super fascinating and interesting and I guess we could just talk about that for a, l- a little minute too just quickly before we jump into that I did have a thought about the nickname stuff yeah I also am not a fan of a lot of nicknames for the name Penelope Poppy not a fan of that name at all And I think I just decided, I just decided that we're not going to use the nickname people. There are people who do use nicknames with her and think this is a good tie in or lead into your child changing or choosing their own name, because ultimately children are going to probably just decide or want to try change their name or try their name. I think this is pretty common at some point in a child's life trajectory and even into adulthood, they're going to, they're ultimately going to choose their own identity, which includes their name. And if, if they don't like it, they'll go by some nickname that can relate or not relate. They'll change it totally. You you know, legally or not legally. Right. So yeah, you want to talk about yeah. Y yeah. slash Melvin, Melvin now and then <laughs> yeah. tell little what about Penelope and her name changes. It's
1: actually interesting too, because I have, so I have an auntie that legally changed her birth name. And I guess my grandma was not happy about that at all and actually never accepted her change name. She always called her by her birth name. And I think it's really funny. And then I actually have another auntie that her, she goes by cricket and that's what her dad always called her. And that's what everyone knows, but legally she had a legal name. And so she said she actually loves it because she knows when people are calling solicitors and stuff like that, because they don't know her mm-hmm. by cricket. They know her by her legal name. So I think that's also very interesting that even sometimes we develop nicknames that actually stick and never even, no one even uses her, her legal name ever. But yeah, going back to my son. So he changed his name recently three or four months ago, comes up to me. I want you to pick a new name for me. And I'm like, Yeah, let me just add that to my list. And it's not like we just spent prior to your birth, six months trying to figure out a name for you. Sometimes you're just in a space of life where you don't have a ton of time to really get upset or bothered by it. So then the next day he comes, okay, I picked a name and my name is Melvin. (laughs) He's now Melvin. And it's really funny because I remember I was talking to to Ben and I refer to him now as Melvin, even in my communication with with other people. And Ben was like, wow, you're really taking on this name change, huh? (laughs) Yeah, and and here's why. Because if I don't use his name in my other conversations, I forget to actually call him that when I'm with him. It was fascinating because when we came back from Burning Man, you just kind of slipped back into your your being. You know, I've been calling him Eli for seven years, right? It's a long time. And so he corrected me so much. It's not Eli, it's Melvin. (laughs) Like constantly correct me on the name change. And what I found really interesting about him changing his name and me really accepting it and taking it on as a parent is one, the adults that kind of roll their eyes at it and don't accept it. And then also this idea of what my therapist was talking about was how it's also can be considered like an alter ego of theirs. The third thing that I found really fascinating when I tell people is. They'll tell me, oh, I was fill in the blank. Like one person was, yeah, I was Pocahontas for a few years in my life <laughs> or whatever their name was. That also made me realize that a lot of people, it's actually a lot more common than I even knew existed.
0: I think I've, I'm realizing that too. Oh, this is a common thing. And I've worked with a lot of kids and I don't understand. I'm going to, I'm going to be straight up honest. It's I understand, but I don't see a reason to not just honor a child's desire to be called something it's interesting because we can get into the pronoun thing here and all the changes around that but whatever if somebody wants to be called whatever it is just call them that and I think as kids there is this element it's like clothing they're just trying it on let me just be this other person for a little bit or this is what I feel like being right now as adults maybe we could adopt that more Mm -hmm. (laughs) and lean into it a little bit and it could even psychologically, I, I know sometimes with coaches I worked with as an adult, they do have that concept. If you're trying to quantum leap or jump into another mm-hmm. version of yourself of actually like giving yourself, it doesn't have to be like a totally different name, but this may be like new nickname or identity. So you can really start to shift right into a different mm-hmm. identity and kids as they're changing their, their identity is changing all the time and they're, yeah, they're still, they're shapeshifters, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's my so daughter's interesting. names change all the time and my mom had an incident I don't know if I told you this when we were no my, so because of Burning Man my mom had to fly my daughter because I would not get back in time and she had an incident at the TSA the airport because don't have an ID for her and I hadn't given them her passport because I'm like she doesn't need a passport she's traveling hmm. domestically so they just ask your child but what, what's your name? Cause they see the ticket and then they just ask the child. And so Penelope had decided her name is Cynthia recently. Cynthia, not Cynthia, Cynthia. So they kept asking her, what's your name? She was like, Cynthia. my mom's like, no, that's not your legal name. <laughs> so there was a little bit of an issue up there, but hopefully people are she's four years old. She's right. Yeah. But now the name Kayla So she, she's more of switching between names, Mm -hmm. but she's very, when she is a certain name, she is, she is that name we have to sign in on a board to help them practice spelling their name at the childcare. And every week it's, it's different. It's whatever she wants it to be, (laughs) which in some ways, well, she's getting practice with a variety of letters here. (laughs) That's really good. And
1: also, it's true. I do want to say with Melvin, really going back to like taking on that identity, become that person that you want. My therapist was just basically, you should ask him because I there is a situation that happened where I noticed that he felt Melvin was this kind of intelligent person, asked Melvin if he thinks Eli's smart. And so I brought up and I asked all these names and come to find out he actually thought Melvin was smart, but he didn't think Eli was smart. And so I think over time, if he continues to take on this this Melvin character, his name Melvin and that that feeling over time, he will be able to hop back into Eli because he knows they're the same character. But it's almost like allowing him to be that he's like, I get to be Melvin who's smart. And I think you're totally right. I think as adults, we should do that, even as a parent. I definitely changed and transformed as a parent. And from the beginning, there was things that I didn't necessarily like about myself. And maybe that transition would have been easier. So I think that's the, I'm glad you brought that up because I think that's really true.
0: Yeah, it's almost um, part of the fake it until you make it. But it's it's better than faking because yeah. you're literally just stepping into this other identity. And if you think about it culturally, just to put culturally, I'm not into the superhero stuff. But that's what superheroes are on yeah. so many of these characters. Literally. They're the normal person that then mm-hmm. just takes on this identity. They put on like a costume, amount of time, and then goes back <laughs> yeah. to normal life. so Yeah, we yeah. we totally idealize it in our culture. So I don't yeah. know why where this comes into play where uh, some people feel that it's weird or you know, why are you supporting your child doing this? It's like, well, why not? Why, why, not? why not?
1: That's how I feel too. Yeah. It's also interesting, you know, my name gets shortened to It could be Jennifer, Jen, or Jenny. And I get asked a lot. I don't know about you, but I get asked a lot, like, what do you prefer? And I actually don't really care. At one point in my life, I'd always introduce myself as Jennifer and realize over time people kind of got lazy and just called me Jen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also growing up in the 80s, we'd be on a soccer team with three Jennifers. So we'd all have to do Jen, Jennifer, Jenny, break it out in that way. But my mom hates the name Jenny, absolutely hates it. And I have an auntie that calls me it. And my auntie was, you know, you don't have, you could tell her you don't like it. It's like, I actually don't really care. (laughs) It doesn't bother me. I'll respond to all three as long as I know talking about me. Yeah. Yeah, It's interesting because I just think that, that we, we put so much emphasis on names when they're younger, but I don't think it has such a big impact in that way because they can change it. And I also want to say too, from an energetic level, I do think names kind of affect how we are as a person. Because you think about it, you're hearing Amanda all the time, constantly throughout your life. There's stuff out there about vibrations and sound and how it affects us, as opposed to be calling Jennifer. I tell people too sometimes, because I get called Jen a lot, whenever I hear those jazz, I'm extra alert. And I don't know if you've noticed certain words about that with your name too, that make you a little bit hyper aware. That's also what I kind of thought about when naming my son, how it sounds coming out, how that would shape him into a person not that any name is bad but how that resonates with my being
0: that's interesting I wonder it'd be so fascinating to see if there's some books or something out there about that the psychology or the energetics of certain sounds because yeah Mm -hmm. especially I know with Chinese medicine background they have those the five sounds Mm -hmm. that you do for the different chakras right the awes the that's for the mm-hmm. heart I think There's, yeah it's more
1: organ-based but yeah same yeah. same concept and I'm sure they have it for the chakras too Chinese medicine doesn't really use chakras they use elements but it's yeah. same concept they have sounds for certain organs to help it it's, it's interesting to kind of play that out <laughs> so
0: if we find yeah. any resources there we can link them any final thoughts about names Naming...
1: Yeah, it's, I think the other thing, the final thing is you brought up a good point, which I hear a lot from parents about this like pressure to pick a name. I don't know if I really felt pressured to pick one that like they would have it their whole life, but I just felt like I really wanted to pick a good name. <laughs> and I think the truth is, there is really no good name, there's no best name out there. And I got into the woo woo ones too, but I think that the name's going to come to you. And I think we put too much emphasis on the importance of it. I think ultimately, as long as you like it, that's the main thing.
0: I, I agree. It, it feels like a lot of pressure, but ultimately it, it ends up working out. And I think the right aligned name comes to people. They'll mm-hmm. either know it right away. Some people know it. They just know it even before they can see. Either way, I think it, it can feel if you don't have that, if you're not planning or you don't have a name that's been with you forever in your mind or has come to you, it will come. Uh, we have a little intuitive intuition meditation. So if you are trying to name your child, go to our, just this dot site and opt in, you get a meditation there and it helps just to tapping into your intuition, intuition and seeing what comes through or use any other tools out there. I think for tapping into your intuition, just getting quiet, seeing mm-hmm. what comes to you and yeah. It's, and it's
1: sometimes like, asking too, just like putting it out because yeah. I think sometimes when we ask and then let it get that name come, it really hits us. We're like, oh, that's yeah. it. Even if we just hear it randomly, a radio I was, station. I or was going to say, are
0: you starting to hear a name over and over and you're okay, that's weird. I haven't heard that name in a while. Now I've heard it six times in like a week. Exactly.
1: So exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: Cool. All right. Well, if you have any fun naming stories, let us know and we'll see you in the next episode.
1: Hey there, amazing listeners. We just want to say a huge thank you for tuning into our combo on the Just This podcast today. We appreciate each and every one of our listeners and your continued support means the world to us. If you enjoyed this
0: episode and found value in it, we would be incredibly grateful if you could take a moment to leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform or share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it too. Your reviews and shares not only motivate us, but they also help others discover our show.
1: We're also all about keeping the conversation going and hanging out with our incredible community. Head over to justthis.site, that's J-U-S-T-T-H-I-S dot S-I-T-E, where you'll find additional resources, ways to connect with us, and join the conversation,
0: plus some more goodies. Thank you again for being a part of the Just This community. We'll be back soon. Until next time, remember to take care of yourself and embrace the wonder as you navigate this extraordinary adventure.